We Win presents the Winner's Circle Podcast. The Winner's Circle Podcast, a weekly women's empowerment podcast geared toward uplifting, encouraging, and inspiring women to live purpose-driven lives. We have healthy conversations to unpack our issues in a safe space and achieve both personal and professional breakthroughs. The conversations are different here at the Winner's Circle. We look forward to conversing with you. Hey, 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 winners. It's your girl, Tab Manning, and you are tuned in to We Win Presents, the Winner's Circle podcast. Winners, I have missed you guys. I know that I've been gone for quite a while, but I am back, and I have a great show for you today. Um, I have been uh, just, you know, taking some time off to kind of reflect and refocus and also get some amazing guests on the show for this month. So this month, for the month of August, we will be focusing on holistic health and wellness, as well as mental health, and just making sure that our minds, bodies, and souls are right. Because guys, you know that I'm very passionate about us just living purpose-driven lives. And I feel like in order for us to do that, we have to make sure that the mind, body, and spirit are all in alignment and are all in balance. And so we're opening up today's show with an amazing woman. Um, she is going to share with us her health journey, her um, her wellness journey, and all of the things that she has going on today. Her name is Leisha for short. And um, she's got some amazing things to discuss with us today. So I'm really excited to have her with us. Um, Leisha Short has her own business. Um, she is an entrepreneur amongst many titles that she has and holds. But the name of her business is Fancy Free Lifestyle. And at Fancy Free Lifestyle, you are to be fueled to feel empowered. Hey, Leisha, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm awesome. I'm so glad to have you on the show with us today. What's going on, girl? Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot going on over here. I um, have my three boys, and we're going to be out in the yard gardening today, and um, of course, working out, getting some fitness in today. Sounds like a sounds like a full day, <laughs> a full day. The three boys, the gardening, and working out. I'm tired already just thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. So, Leisha, you know, we definitely um, were connected through, of course, my mentor and um, I call her my big sis, my mom, all of those things, T-Buzz um, from Damsel in Defense. And, you know, she pretty much told me, she said she, yeah, you know, she met you and, you know, you guys connected and she reached out to me and she was like, I really want you to um, connect with Leisha. She was like, she just has amazing energy. She was like, both of you are very passionate about empowering women. And I just think that, you know, to connect, she was like, you just have to meet her. And you, she was like, I just feel like it'd be a good connection for the two of you. And so I kind of started just perusing your Facebook profile and stuff and looking at some of the awesome stuff that you're doing. And I was like, man, I do have to connect with this woman and I have to get her on my show. So <laughs> I'm so glad to have you. I feel like um, I feel like I kind of know you already. Right. You know how social media is when you start going through <laughs> profiles and following someone and, you know, just the day to day stuff that you're doing. And I'm like, man, this woman stays on the go, stays busy. Um, I, you have three handsome boys, um, and I just love all the stuff that you're doing. So we're going to jump in and you're going to tell us, you know, a little bit about that, about your business and things like okay. that, but go ahead and share with our winners and tell them, you know, who you are and, and, you know, just kind of tell us about you. Okay, perfect. Well, I am Charlisha Kofa, but of course, Alicia for short. And I am the owner of Fancy Free Lifestyle. And I am the mom of three little boys uh, that go by the homeschool kids. I've been homeschooling now for five years. Um, let's see, I was born in Atlanta, but I spent a lot of my childhood growing up um, on the east side, further down Covington, Conyers, Stone Mountain area. And so um, I am a certified women's empowerment life coach, but I specialize 
in fitness and nutrition. It's something that I'm very, very passionate um, passionate about just from my own very journey. And so I'm really excited and I look forward to sharing my journey with other women to inspire and to help them also jump on the wagon of um, adapting and um, adopting healthier wellness lifestyle habits. That is awesome. And let me just tell you that I think that this was destiny. This was fate. This is whatever you want to call it, because I have recently um, started my health and wellness journey again. Um, I felt like it was important. And I think that that's one of the things that I kind of started really um, getting into um, with, you know, everything that happened with, you know, being quarantined due to COVID, um, you know, having to shelter in place and all of those things dating back to March. And I had kind of just made the decision because I had been talking about it for a while and I kept saying, you know, I need to get myself together. I got to start eating better. I have to start being healthier and just making a, a lifestyle change. And I think when the pandemic hit and we were forced to stay home and to shelter in place, you know, my job pretty much told us back in March, you know, you guys are not coming back until June. And then in June, they told us, well, you're not coming back unless you actually have to work in the office until January of 2021. And so I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So at that point, I said, you know what? I noticed that, you know, being at home, you know, being sedentary, not walking around, not walking the campus as I would usually do, um, that I was gaining weight rapidly for one. <laughs> and then two, just eating just because there's a refrigerator right here. Right. So I'm just sitting here eating all day just because I'm bored or, you know, cause I'm just eating to watch TV and, and laying on the couch. And I was like, Tabitha, like you have to get a handle on this because if you don't, you're going to end up having to be rolled out of here when it's time to go back to work. And so it was at that moment, you know, I kind of looked at myself in the mirror and I have, you know, my weight's always fluctuated. So I've always kind of, you know, dealt with that. Um, but I looked in the mirror and I really didn't like what I saw anymore. I, you know, I always say that I, it's one thing to look at yourself with clothes on and things like that, but to really just look at your body. And of course we, you know, I always talk about self-love and loving who you are and, and all yes. of those things. However, I also feel that I, when I looked at myself, I was like, you got to get yourself together like this. No, this is not healthy. Um, and it's very important to me, you know, getting older to make sure that I am living a healthier lifestyle. And so I made the decision back then. I would probably say it was around March or April to just kind of start walking again. And then as I started walking, um, I also started just kind of making subtle changes, you know, um, changing my diet, you know, not eating certain things and cutting things out. And then I also started just paying more attention to my body and how it was responding to different foods. And I was like, you know, I noticed when I eat this, that, you know, it has this effect on me. I, I, I'm bloated or I have water retention or, mm -hmm. you know, all of these things. And so I just kind of started, you know, being more conscious of it and making those changes. And I'm starting to see a difference um, in how I feel and my energy levels and all of that stuff. And so I know that was a long story that I just gave you, but I felt like it was important because again, I am, I'm a person that does not believe in coincidence. And I believe that you kind of came into my life, like right at the moment where I started making these changes. And then when I was seeing just how motivational you are and how you are sharing your journey and how you're inspiring other women, I was like, wow, like this was just perfect timing. So <laughs> I am so glad that our paths have crossed because I believe that you're going to be able to kind of help me with this journey as well. So. Yes, definitely. I, um, I, I guess I've, I've been into fitness for a while now, but as once, well, I guess let me kind of give a, a back background. I, um, I didn't grow up being, I guess, into sports and working out or anything like that. I was more into the, the clubs and org organizations, FBLA, 21st Century Leaders, stuff like that. That was something that, that, that I was more natural at. Now sports, my mom, she put me in cheerleading or the dance and I it wasn't I guess because I wasn't natural in it, I didn't feel confident about being in it, so I would quit. And my mom, she didn't, hey no, you're gonna do this. 
you know, you're going to, you're going to do this. And right. so it was for me, working out now has every single thing to do with confidence. When you are working on yourself and even though you don't start out strong at it, but because you don't give up the confidence that you get when you continue to do it feels, um, it's, it's amazing. And so mm. I, I think back to when I was a kid and there were things that I, that I wanted to do that I didn't necessarily have the confidence to do. And so when I turned 18, I'm, I'm a very, very nice person and anybody that knows me, if I can help you, I want to help you. And I have a hard time saying no. I, and I don't know why I, when I was little, I had a hard time saying no. And so when I turned 18, I, I, that's when I started kind of getting into, to working out and lifting weights a little bit. And I loved the feeling that I got. You know, when I was 18, I got, I got engaged straight out of high school. I got in, engaged and then I got married at 19 and by 21, I had my first baby. And so I went from, I don't know what it is about having, having children, but it's, it's very, very beautiful. Like everything about it is beautiful. But after you have the babies and then you start looking in the mirror and you're kind of like, I don't know who this woman is. Like, I don't, I didn't recognize my body. And so um, I went from being a small petite, small petite, 150 to being 140. And then I lose the weight, but eventually I have another baby. Like I just, I kept having babies and then the weight just kept adding on and adding on. And so long story short, my confidence, I lost it. I was like, I'm happy as a mom, yes. But when it was me and myself looking in the mirror, I was just, I don't know who this woman is. I, I didn't, I, I didn't know her. And so it was the confidence. And so um, because I, I didn't have the confidence, it was a lot of times that I guess I didn't have the power in me to kind of stand up for myself in some situations because I didn't want to bring that unwanted attention to myself because I didn't want the eyes. I didn't know if people were seeing the me that I saw in the mirror. And so um, it just so happens. And this is when I kind of started taking things really, really serious. When I had my, my, my third baby uh, back in 2007, while in labor, I was diagnosed with um, pre, uh, preeclampsia. And so from there, they had to put me on um, high dosage of labetalol, and there was a couple other medications. And so when they gave me these medications, they were like, hey, these medications you could be on for a while if you don't change your health and um, maybe, you know, get your weight down or this and that. Because by the end of having my third kid, again, I was once 115, and then I was 187 pounds. After wow. my third, yes, after my third baby, I was 187 pounds. And so they told me I, I had to get my weight together if I wanted to get off that medication. Now, they expected me to be on it for a really long time. But right then and there, you know, I remember going home, looking at myself in the mirror, having that talk like, you know what? For years now, you've been playing around. You've been saying you were going to do this. You were going to do that. But you gave yourself every excuse not to do it. But now mm. is the day that you can no longer have excuses. So you're going to have to get up and you're going to have to change this. So I instantly started making changes. I started going for walks just like you did. Because at the time, you know, when you first start out, you can't do too much. And right. You start doing too much, and if you start doing too much in the beginning, it's going to be a little discouraging because your body, it's not... In your mind, you see yourself doing this, but then your body sometimes don't follow. So you got to... Girl, I'm trying to tell you. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So you said a mouthful right there, honey. So to not get distracted, like I had to start out with walking. I started out with walking and I started out just changing my diet. But I didn't, when I started making diet changes, like it wasn't dramatic diet changes. I was still playing around a little bit, y'all. I was. And, but I got to the point where I was able to get off the medication within three months. They did not see that coming. But let me tell y'all, my God, he is an amazing God. And I got off the medication in three months. Mm -hmm. Now, when I got off the medication, I instantly started having even more dramatic health problems. My hair was falling out. Um, and I didn't, couldn't explain it. The doctors kept saying, oh, you had a baby. It's postpartum shreddage. Um, uh, shredded or something like that and so 
but it was just falling out a lot. And I was like, no, this could, I've had, this was my third baby and all my hair fell out each time, but it didn't fall out like this. My hair, it was falling out. And then it went from my hair falling out to my skin. I don't know what was going on, but it was painful for me to sweat. It was painful for me to take a shower, get in any water. Anytime water touched my skin, my skin would just burn me. And oh it, my gosh, it, it was, I was so uncomfortable. And again, I was a mom of three kids. My kid's dad is in the military. And so I had to, he wasn't able to be, to be there for me the way that I needed in that time. And so I had to get up with my smile, take care of my babies, pushing through in pain. And it was just like, I started going to the doctors and they could never explain what was going on with me. So I started just having random rashes and whelps popping up on my skin. Like you could look at my arm, see random rashes and whelps pop up and they stay there for a couple seconds and then they move to the other side of my body. And it was just a constant all day, day in, day out of rashes, whelps just coming and going, coming and going. So you could really see my body fighting and attacking something, but not knowing what. And so um, I started going to the doctors and they were running tests and they just like, we don't know what is going on. So, and at the time I had the, the IUD birth control. And so they were like, maybe it's your birth control and it's just not agreeing with your skin. So we took that out and I still was having complications. So eventually I started having health issues um, in 2017 and then um, 2018, I was um, diagnosed with medically induced lupus. So I'm kind of assuming that the, the medications for my preeclampsia when I was in, in labor with my third baby may have been what induced um, my medically um, lupus. So um, I was diagnosed with lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, and carpal tunnel. And then once you have lupus, lupus sometimes affects other organs and stuff like that. So I, sure. um, I sometimes still deal with um, IBS. And so um, once I got the diagnosed, uh, diagnosed um, a random day, that's when I was kind of like, okay, I really got to change my diet. I got to work out. I got to exercise some more. So I went to Stone Mountain Park, you guys. I went to Stone Mountain Park with my three boys like any other normal day. And we were walking up the mountain. And my middle son, who is now five at the time, he was, I want to say, three. had just turned three. And so um, we were walking up the mountain like a normal day, eating a Reese's. We love everything with peanut butter on it. And we were walking <laughs> we were walking up the mountain and out of nowhere, he goes, Mom, Mom, I don't know what's wrong with me, but I can't breathe good. And so it was hot. I was like, okay, we'll just go back down. We'll go home. So we went home and he was still complaining about his breathing. And um, I started panicking, uh, just panicking a little bit because I could start seeing his, his chest concaving in. And I was just like, what is going on? So I, I didn't have it in me to drive. So I called my brother. I'm like, listen, I need somebody to get over here. My baby, he, he's struggling to breathe. We get to the hospital. My baby stopped breathing, but we had got to the hospital just in time and they were able to help me with my baby. They were doing tests and it's crazy. In the midst of me finding out about my health issues, um, the doctor goes, well, did you know that your son had asthma? I'm like, wait, what? Wow. No, I didn't. I didn't know that he had asthma. And then they goes, "Well, did he eat any peanuts or anything that day? Because he also has a peanut allergy." And I'm like, "Wow." I'm like, "What?" That is so scary, though. That is so scary. You've been eating peanut butter all of this time, and now all of a sudden you found out that he has a peanut allergy. Yes, That's crazy. It was very scary. And so that when they when they told me that, I would have had I scheduled an appointment with his doctor, and I was like, I need to know everything there is to know about my baby what else is he allergic to um like what is it so that i don't have any more of these mishaps happening and so they did some blood work and um it was really crazy that i didn't know this but he was allergic to almost everything you could think of he's allergic to gluten soy tree nuts peanuts dairy corn wheat bugs um bugs trees and grass 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do you keep them in a bubble? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm just like That's like, challenging because those things are pretty much every like there's almost no escaping them, right? Like they put they put those things in lots of things that we eat. Um I mean the grass is outside. I mean that that's really that's a challenge. Wow. He's a he's a little soldier. I know he, he is. He, we call him our jokingly our little bubble boy. <laughs> and so when and so once I told the doctor I was kind of like hey so I'm recently diagnosed with lupus like how does this affect my children and so I went ahead and I did blood work blood work for my other children and they were like so if any of your children were to carry the trait it would be my son with um all the allergies just simply because lupus is an auto, um, autoimmune disease and it's pretty much where something foreign that does not belong in your body has entered into your body. And so had my son, had we not caught it and he continued to eat foods and stuff that does not agree with his body, that it could trigger. Trigger the lupus. Yes, trigger the lupus in him as he got older in age. And so um, I remember calling his dad because his dad is, um, he lives in California. And so he was just like, not my son, not my son. And I'm just like, I, I imagine this is how every other parent who has went through something with their kids felt sitting there saying, no, not my, not my child. Right. And so when it's happening to your child, you're kind of like, what you feel helpless. What do, right. Yes. What do we do? And so I remember being in, I remember being in the grocery store crying because I, I didn't know what to feed my baby. And so it just so happened that, um, right in the middle of my health issues, I had um, moved home. My my kid's dad is in the military. So I had just moved home and my grandmother did not agree with the idea of me homeschooling. And so I just kind of jokingly told her, grandma, I think you're jealous because you're not included in the fun. And so um, I asked her, I said, since um, you have a lot that you could teach us, why don't you teach us life skills? That way, you kind of have a say in what we're learning. And you know that I actually am making sure that my children are learning. And so she was so, so, so excited because she had actually just let her garden go. And so um, from there, we started um, sitting down to the table, just talking about our garden plans, getting chickens, getting a goat, and just all the things that we were going to teach the kids. And it just... it kind of worked out so perfectly because when you go to the grocery store sometimes you don't always know what you're getting Mm -hmm. and so um when me and my baby we were going through our health issues we and our produce started growing we were eating from the garden everything everything that we were eating was coming from the garden i i stopped eating um because of the lupus and something foreign entered in my body i fasted for um for a couple for a couple weeks I fasted where I was just doing water to to reset my body and to just mentally and physically prepare myself for the changes that I was about to do because I could no longer play around anymore sure I I couldn't play and so um not only that I had my baby and so it was kind of like you know what this is not just about me anymore it's also about him and so um from gardening one thing just kind of led to another you guys like we were gardening I was able to um I guess I kind of missed out on something very very important that I have to tell y'all when I was diagnosed with lupus they wanted to give me medication they they tell you okay when you take this medication um you're gonna have and so I was just like I think I think I think we kind of lost connection for a moment. So can you repeat that last statement that you made regarding the, the medication? For some reason, it went out. OK, so, yes, when I was diagnosed with lupus, my doctors, they kind of gave me some time to process everything that was going on. And so they called me back in. And they're like, I have to give you some medication. And so they wanted to give me the knockoff brand. But when they gave me the knockoff brand and it came with this long list of side effects, I was like, uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. Mind you, I have medically induced lupus. Exactly. And they want to so, give you more medicine. <laughs> so I was just like, uh, no. I was like, how, what, what is the price of 
the, the generic, the real brand. And then he goes, well, it's going to be $600 after your insurance cover a portion of it. And Sheesh. I'm just like, Lord, no, I cannot, I can't afford it. I know I can't. And so it was a sign. And I remember going home and I was praying like, listen, guys, you didn't got me this far. And I know you didn't get me here for you just to leave me. Just to leave me here. You, right. You didn't, you didn't bring me. me you didn't bring me this. Exactly. So I, I had to fast and I had to pray day in, day out. Like I was crying a little bit because, again, nobody really understood anything that I was going through. And I had a, I still had a little small baby. And then I had my, my middle son going through allergies. And then I had my oldest son. And he's just as energetic and hyper and asking me questions. And I don't even know how to answer his questions. But the garden, the garden saved my life. I didn't know that homeschooling my kids and coming home just in time to be with my grandmother was going to save my, me and my children's life the way it did. So once we started gardening, within three months, um, I was, again, th- I don't know what it is about three months, but within three months of just completely changing my diet, I stopped eating meat. So I, I don't eat um, pork, beef, chicken, fish, none of that. Um, and because of my baby's diet, I didn't want to leave him hanging. So I would have had, I cut out the wheat, the corn, the corn, the gluten, all of that. And so within those three months, I was pretty much able to get my lupus dormant. And so when I went to the doctors, they were kind of like, listen, we don't know what it is that you're doing, but whatever it is you're doing, it is working. So they kind of made me agree because the doctors, they said, we technically, um, I guess they didn't want to be responsible for a lot of different reasons. Um, They did not want to continue to have me, to have me um, at the practice without taking medications. But they, they told me that if I was able to keep my, um, my levels dormant, that um, they wouldn't force me to take the medications. I just had to agree to do random call-ins to have my levels checked. And as long as, my levels were in order and my lupus was dormant that they wouldn't stress me about the medication or anything like that and so um just by changing my diet and exercising I have been able to keep my lupus dormant now for over two years for over two years I haven't had any issues and so I went from being 187 to now um I had got down to 107 and I didn't mean to get that small so now it's um, me learning how to put back on weight and maintain my weight with my um, vegan diet, my plant-based vegan diet. And so, um, can you still hear me? Yep, I'm still here. Okay, so yes. And so um, from there, getting my lupus in order and my weight down. I just started feeling really, 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 really good. My confidence was coming back. I was going to say that confidence yes. started kicking in. Mm-hmm. Yes, y'all, the confidence. And I just felt like I was so on top of the world. Like, y'all don't understand. To have these doctors sit in my face and tell me, hey, you're going to have to take this medication. And once you take this medication, like, you're going to be on this for the rest of your life. And then to just, to know that I was able to, to fight that and beat that and just know that my God was so much bigger than what they were telling me. I Ooh, so say that I, again, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so amazing. And so from there, I got really into like having fun with the gardening and homeschooling my kids. And so I was like, you know what, Grandma? I'm feeling good. Like, I'm going to take this to the next level. And she was like, I'm right here with you. And my kids were having so much fun gardening, y'all. Because every day, every morning, we woke up before day putting on our uh, work boots and our jeans and they was ready to go and so my grandmother surprised us one day she was like listen Charlie Shouse is waiting for you to give me the green light I was like well what you mean she said I went and got the boys their permit I was like their permit she said yeah I gave them I, I got the boys their permit to sell their produce and I wow. was like, oh my goodness. Wow. No so now so now they're not only gardeners or almost farmers, but now they're also <laughs> entrepreneurs. Like, man, that's amazing. That's incredible. Yes. That's yes. incredible. It was so amazing. The very first day that we did it again, every, everything that I do, it's all about just feeling confident. The very first day that my kids set up their 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 veggie stand, they were not that confident. They were just like, mom, but what if nobody likes our stuff? Or what if nobody buys it? Like they had all these questions and I'm just like, 
even if nobody buys it, listen, I am still so very proud of you guys because you guys not only, you know how to buy, you know how to grow your own food. Like, you know how to grow your own food. They you know, know how, how to do things that adults don't know how to do, okay? <laughs> exactly. And so no matter what, I was like, you guys, I am proud of y'all. Like, I am really just proud of how out of all of us, how far we've come to even get to this point. And if you talk with my, my um, at the time, he was, what, six. And so if you spoke with him, he could have a full conversation with you about starting a garden. So that alone, I was like, no, I'm, I'm blown away. That Even is so impressive. Nobody, yes, he could tell you step by step how to, how, how like deep to dig your hole to put your seeds in, how often to water, all of that. And so um, we're going to have to bring him on the show just to give us some uh, a gardening class. <laughs> yes, definitely. And so um, that day I made a Facebook post. Now, I had already had started them. Uh, I didn't at the time have them a Facebook page. I was just sharing all of their stuff from my Facebook. And so everyone had been following my journey and then their journey. And so when I posted a picture of my babies with their little vegetables um, stand up in, um, in Oxford, Georgia, oh my goodness, we had people that we had never even met before. Um, coming like we saw you on Facebook and I wow. see if this was real and I'm like wait how did you see us on Facebook and they were just like yeah people were sharing the post or people word of mouth and so even if they didn't come to buy anything they were just coming we had to see if this was real y'all became <laughs> famous y'all were famous in that moment yes my babies were famous and I'm sure that that helped with boosting their confidence as well. So you it talked did. about when they first, you know, when they first started, they were a little uneasy or unsure or hesitant, right? Because, yes. you know, they had never done that. And I'm sure that you were able to, you know, connect with that because you talked about early on how, you know, when your mom would put you into different activities and things, how you didn't have that confidence. So you would quit. So, mm -hmm. you know, just, you know, allowing them to, to step into something that was new and unfamiliar and outside of their comfort zone. And then to get that response from the masses, I'm sure that helped with building their confidence levels. When I tell you it built my baby's confidence that day, they left with over a hundred dollars and they felt Aww. like they, they felt like they were rich. Aww. <laughs> and so from there, when they went home, they was like, grandma, we got to get back out in this garden. Everybody, lo <laughs> like, everybody loved us, big mama. Everybody loved <laughs> and so it was it was so amazing it was so exciting and so from there now again i homeschool now i had already told my my kids that this long before that my baby my oldest i had um started working with him very young just because i was i i had all, he had all my attention and i was a stay-at-home stay-at-home mom wife that's mom and wife and so i just had a lot of time on my hands and so by the time my baby got in pre-k he was already reading, he was already writing, and he knew a lot of stuff. And so when I put him into public school and he was he knew everything, I was like, you know what? I don't know why I wasn't confident in myself, but clearly I know what I'm <laughs> clearly I know I know something. I know what I'm doing. So I took him back out of I took him back out of school. And so he's very, very detailed. You cannot ask him one small question and he not get very detailed with it. And so I had told his dad, like, you know, I think he's going to make an amazing writer one day. And so just from the garden, I kind of sat down with him and I was like, you know what? We're going to write a book. We're going to share your gardening experience. I think kids all over would love to hear about your gardening experience. And so we sat down together. And so he, again, he wasn't confident in it. He was just mom. And I'm like, no, I'm right here for guidance. And so we uh, worked on it for um, a couple weeks and every day we would talk about something that he did in the garden and we would write it down and before he knew it I was able to piece everything together that we had spoke about and turn it, in, turn it into a book and so um, that was really amazing now once we got the book together it was now mom what do we do we have a book what do we do right what are we doing with this book because he's trying to get back to that money he's like all right i made some money out here in the garden i'm an entrepreneur now i'm an author i'm a writer mom how are we gonna monetize this how are we gonna make some money off of this because i'm trying to get more than a hundred dollars now right <laughs> yes yes let me and that's that's everything for me is confidence and so through my baby it was a lot of things that again i was wanting to do for myself y'all but I didn't have the confidence. And so I'm sitting here with my baby and he's like, mom, what are we gonna do? 
I don't know why, but it was so easy for me to be confident for him. For like, him, was- yes. As a parent, <laughs> we just have that naturally. It's like, you know, even with my children, I'm like, there's nothing that you can't do. I didn't necessarily, ha- I mean, I had confidence when I was in school. I was a cheerleader. Um, I was on a school newspaper and different things like that. But then there were certain things that I wasn't confident in, right? So when you talk about sports, like I was terrible at sports. I was terrible at running. I just, you know, the last girl to get picked on the team you know I hated going to gym class because nobody wanted me on a team because I was slow I couldn't run I couldn't catch right so So yeah that was me (laughs) yeah so I was just never athletic um I was a cheerleader because I knew how to dance I had good rhythm and I was creative with like creating you know cheers and different things like that and I had a big mouth and I just had a lot of spirit right so um those things worked out in my favor now you asked me to do a cartwheel heck no I couldn't do (laughs) I couldn't do any of those I I literally remember the first time I tried out for cheerleading and you know they were like oh she's cute and man you know she's she's got spunk and she's got spirit but good lord this girl can't do a cartwheel she can't do a roundup so I was like I don't even think I'm gonna make the team but you know I made it and I ended up being a cheerleader for like all four years of high school um, but yeah, I was not the athletic cheerleader at all. You know, if they could put me on top of the pyramid, cause I only weighed about 90 pounds and I wasn't afraid to get up there, but, um, don't ask me to do no cartwheels, no splits or any of those things because it just was not in my DNA. I was never an athlete. And, um, when my children went to school, my daughter played basketball, her dad played basketball and my son's father, he was very athletic in school as well. And so my son is a basketball player. My daughter played ball. Um, they both were into sports and athletics. And I was just so happy to see that for them because I'm a true believer in just, you know, sports and, and all that they can learn, um, you know, in sports, you know, there's, there's so many things that they learn, um, teamwork and leadership and discipline and, you know, all of those things. So I was always pushing them to stay involved And, you know, like you said, having the confidence with your son, I definitely had all the confidence for them. I was like, there's nothing you can't do. You know, my son was small to play basketball. And I was like, I don't care how small you are. You still going to get out there and you still going, you can run with the best of them. And it don't matter what your height. And, you know, because I'm sure at some moments of his life, you know, he got out there and I was like, don't ever be intimidated by their size. Don't ever, you know, I had the confidence for him. You're going to go out there and you're going to kill it. And, you know, when they see that you believe in them, it kind of helps them to believe more in themselves. So to your point, yes, I had more confidence in them than I ever had in myself to do things. Yes. And so, and and it was something about, I was like, you know what, I don't know how I'm going to make this happen, but I'm going to make this happen for my baby. So that's when I started kind of putting myself out there, like, Hey, like all on Facebook, like, Hey, Point me into the, um, the direction of an illustrator. Point me in the direction of um, someone that can help me self-publish. Just I started networking and making connections to make this happen. And so um, it just so happened one day I had a friend message me like, hey, I I know someone that could, that could help you. And so I'm just like, okay, this is exciting. Let's do it. Let's set it up. And so... Um, I had met with the director over the Apex Museum, Dan Moore. Really, really sweet, really, really amazing guy. He set up an interview for my babies. And so this was my kid's very, very first interview, y'all. Like, official interview. Me and my mom and big mama, we went, bought them little suits. Even though it was just, you know, a meet and greet, we wanted them to go ahead and start because again when you homeschool everything is a learning opportunity so this was their their moment to learn how to properly dress for success dress for the the part you know so we went and we bought them their suits their dress um their dress pants got them their haircuts and so they were so excited and so when they went to their first meeting and had to stand up and introduce themselves by the end dan moore was like you know what I love them. Let's work. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? Seriously? Let's work? He was like, yes, let's work. And so from there, everything, y'all, like when I say God is amazing, he just, he, he's been ordering things so perfectly. And it's crazy because I'll have moments where I worry 
And then he show up and keep showing me like, why do you continue to worry? And I keep showing you that. Man, I what girl, I you? You. <laughs> you are dropping so many jewels on our on our winners today, man. Because I mean, he's just the perfect orchestrator. And I believe when we just kind of walk in that obedience, and we kind of just allow him to order our steps, and you know, we pray, like you said, you pray and you fast, and you really just you know have that relationship with him. He will just open doors that you never even imagined. He'll put you in the place you know he tells us you know even in his word he says that your gifts and your talents will make room for you in the presence of great men right and so yes. your son had that opportunity you know god opened that door your son's natural gifts and talents and abilities and all of the things that god has put on the inside of him and he presented him with the opportunity to you know to show those talents and in exchange for that you guys end up getting a book deal so it's like that's just how amazing God is. And, you know, I tell people all the time, you know, we worry and we get stressed out and, you know, that's not healthy for us. Stress is like a, a, a main killer. You know what I'm saying? So we got to make sure that we are controlling that stress and that anxiety. And then I know that it's easier said than done. But like you said, the God that we serve, he is a good God. And sometimes it's like, don't even waste the energy on being stressed out because number one, it doesn't solve anything. And the only thing it does is steal your peace. And exactly. God has already worked it out anyway. <laughs> Listen, amen. I'm telling you, he is. And so now sometimes I catch myself stressing. I'm like, what? Nope, you can't You can't do that. You can't do that. And so from my baby getting his book deal and the book I published, my baby had book signings. And um, it, was, it was amazing. His book is on a couple shelves through Atlanta. And so um, I, I need I need this young man's autograph because he's definitely... <laughs> Um, he's already famous, but he's definitely, I mean, you, he's only going up from here. So I need to meet him now while he's young, <laughs> get him yes, on my yes. show. And then when he blows up and he really gets like super, super big time, I'm gonna be like, remember me? I did your interview when you was just a little guy. <laughs> yes, listen, yes, definitely. He, definitely. He'd love to come on. And so, and this is the part where I, I did get just a little, I fell off just a little bit. Like if I have, I'm going to always be completely honest with everybody when I share my journey. And so um, when everything was just really, really going so, so well for my babies, um, you know, the, the devil, he's very busy and he does try to come in and steal the happiness and the joy. And so um, right when everything was going well, uh, my kid's dad, um, he, he asked for a divorce. And so in the middle of him wanting a, a divorce, I got really, really distracted. And if I ever regret anything, it was I got so overwhelmed with everything going on in my life that I stopped promoting my babies. I, I, I stopped promoting them when we had Nick. All these, we met so many big people and I could not handle everything that was going on because for the first time in my life, um, I had been a stay-at-home mom for over eight years. And so I started working last year. And the very first job that I got, I got a job working at the airport. And so um, I ended up putting my babies promoting and book and everything on hold just to kind of, because it was like, okay, God, like, what, what, why, why now? What's going on now? And so I, I ended up having to work and... Um, that was a, that was another opportunity. It opened a door because it showed me a lot of things that I had been one missing out on, and it opened other doors for my babies. Because when I got my job at the airport, I was able to travel with my babies. I started taking my babies overseas and um, showing them more, more. And they went to Amsterdam, Canada, New York. We drove to California, Tennessee, wow. Florida. Like we started traveling, and so we 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 have a lot of that we're working on. We're getting back at it. So after a while, my baby, not only he's shared his garden journey, but he's going to share his um, his journey raising chickens, um, his travel stories, his road trips that we've taken and all the other. Um, I see more books in this kid's future. Yes, 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 <laughs> I yes. see more books in his future. He's got a lot to write about. He's a world traveler now. So I'm sure that's that's an, at least another two or three books. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. And so it's just kind of crazy how everything for me has just been lined up so perfectly. And so to have this divorce, I was I was really, 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 really like I found myself really, really in, in, the, in the slumps because it was kind of OK. Of course, I've, I've been a wife and a mom for the past eight years of my life. I stopped working to help my husband reach his goals. I helped my children. Like I had been 
pretty much abandoning myself and it was like I knew what I wanted from my family but when it came to me I didn't I didn't know what I wanted and so when I started working it started working and traveling and again making more connections because everywhere I go what a lot of people don't know about me I'm very very shy but because of all the public speaking and the 21st century leaders and FBLA, I'm, I have really great networking skills and talking. I, I know how to talk. And so no matter where I go, I'm going to talk to you. Even if I'm scared, you're not going to see it, but I, I'm shaking now. <laughs> and so um, you're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> and so I, again, while I was working at the airport, I started making really, really great connections. And it was just if you thought that I was a little bit confident after losing my weight, after getting had been home with my babies and when i say home not home home like we were still outside the house but i wasn't working and so when i started working and i started being around people that saw how awesome i was and it had nothing to do with my husband because he was in the military so a lot of people that i connected with were because of my husband and then i have friends that i'm friends with because of my children but it was it wasn't really me having friends because people just saw me, you know. And so when I worked at the airport, I was like, oh my goodness, these people think I'm amazing. And Because I, you and are I, amazing. <laughs> and so I was just like, oh my, this, I was like, this feels really, really good. Like here I am doubting and questioning myself and these people don't even see it. And so wow. that again, it made me feel really, really good. And so um, from there, um, I, I just started, um, I was like, Everybody started reaching out to me as far as helping them work out, sharing my journey. So again, I started helping other women along their journey because they were kind of, I, for a long time, I would not tell anyone anything that I went through. Um, I was going through with my divorce. And so um, eventually once people started to kind of catch on and notice, they were just like, how are you getting through everything that you're doing and you still are up and at with, with, with a smile on your face and yeah. still keeping it pushing and still keeping it going and I think that you know because you know I've been divorced before um, but I think that you know sometimes it's good for us to we have to process things first right we can't necessarily because we want to be transparent and we want to share our journey and things like that but sometimes we have to actually make sure that we that it has settled with us and that we have processed it and that we have healed from it and then once we get that then it's a little bit easier for us to kind of share mm -hmm. but while we're going through it it's like kind of you know God is almost kind of like shielding us or protecting us we're in that cocoon phase and he's like you know go ahead and stay in, you know kind of stay in the dark with this I'm healing you I'm restoring you I'm doing all of these things you know in in the dark or in the you know in that covering mm -hmm. but boy girl when you come out of that thing you coming out like a butterfly honey but all of beautiful colors yes. and you coming out and sharing and just being amazing and just you know being able to empower and share your story because I believe that everything that we go through is never really about us it's about us helping someone else right yeah so all of these things that you're sharing even right now like I'm sure that there's winners that's out there that's listening to this podcast right now that have or, or, or maybe right now going through a divorce or, you know, have gone through health issues or, you know, having a, having to transition from, you know, being that self-sacrificing wife and mother. And then all of a sudden, you know, your world feels like your world is like completely ripped from under you. And then now you're trying to figure out. How was I, how, are, how am I able to move forward? I'm not able to homeschool anymore. I no longer have this, you know, this, this husband or this, you know, this partner here and, and what your life looks like in that. And so to hear from someone who has come out of that, who has, you know, not only come out from it, but I mean, you can't, you rose from the ashes, like the Phoenix, like you rose out <laughs> stronger and more confident in knowing who you are and being able to take that, take those life lessons and take those experiences and not be bitter by it. Because like you said, you know, you went from homeschooling and having like a complete comfort zone almost right to whereas yes. you were able to be at home with your babies to be hands-on um to you know do all of these things and then once that lifestyle changed it could have made you bitter you could have it could have made you 
angry and you know you might not have figured out how to bounce back but I believe that you know and just kind of going back to God and how awesome he is when he told us that you know all things work together for those who love me and are called according to, to my to your purpose right and so yes you know like you said the enemy was busy what he meant for evil, God took that thing and he turned it around for good. You know, the enemy probably thought that he had you. He was like, oh, I'm about to shake some things up. She got she got it going on right now. She got too much happening right now. She too happy, huh? And her son, they out here sharing and helping and learning and teaching people. And, you know, she's she sharing all of this love. Let me see if I can, you know, shake some things up. And God said, go ahead. I got her. I got her and it's still going to work out for her favor. You had to go out and get a job and work and you were no longer able to be that stay at home mom. And even that could have been like, man, this is devastating because I can no longer be the hands on mom that I was before. And God said, yes, you are. And not only are you going to do that, but we're going to take this job and it's going to work in your favor because now you and your kids are going to travel and see the world. I love how God takes whatever our mess is or whatever we got going on. And he still gives us beauty for our ashes. And I just think that that's amazing. And I think that your testimony and how you're sharing, you know, this journey, I think that it's going to be so helpful to someone that's out there that's listening to this, because as women, you know, a lot of times we go through situations and we don't know how we're going to come out. Sometimes we can't see the other side of it. And to hear another woman, woman share her story and share her journey and be like, Hey, I made it. You can make it too. I did it. You can do it too. And so I just, I'm just excited. I think that your, your story is just incredible. Um, with everything that you've beat, with everything that you have overcome, that you've triumphed over, I think that it's amazing because every time a every time a curveball was thrown at you, you just still you 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 hit that thing and knocked it out the park. <laughs> yes, I kept going. I listen, I, I kept going. And another thing that I went through just doing a lot of cardio, y'all. But when I started going through what I was going through, because you mentioned being angry, I think that I did go through a, a part where I did feel a slight bit angry. And I started, I started hitting the weights. And when I grew up, like my mom and my grandma, they were always telling me, no, you don't want to lift weights. It's going to make you big. It's going to make you this and that. And then you have some men who are kind of like, no, it's not sexy for, for women with muscles. But when I started going through everything I was going through, I started lifting weights, y'all. And it was something about weights that just makes you feel strong, mentally, physically, just strong. And it's such an empowering feeling to know, you know what, at one point I couldn't lift that, but now I can lift it. And I can assure you that lifting weights, ladies, it does not make you big or bulky unless you want it to. Diet is very important in your goals. So um, when I tell you, I started lifting weights and it just, it gave me the, again, some more confidence that I needed. And I still had areas that I was working with. So when we speak of wellness and, um, uh, wellness mentally physically and everything I did um, to make sure that I was okay for my babies I did go to um, to I started going to counseling 